What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome to Big at Night down at Alamo Draft House, down on the Power and Light, down on Main. Kent Swanson's here from Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney's here from Arrowhead Pride. We're having a lot of fun coming down here to the Alamo Draft House. We've been giving away passes, Movie Monday. So 48 passes to, Al- to Alamo Draft House. And, and uh, so here we are down here. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. So uh, I'm not hearing myself twice. I, don't, I, don't, I, I know people don't want to hear me, but I, I can hear myself twice. So we're, we're good here. Gentlemen. Thanks for coming down here to uh, down to Main Street. Yeah, I was looking in there, and I didn't realize this about Alamo Draft House. They have movie quotes on the ground yes, in there. Yes, so movie quotes. Make you an offer you can't refuse. I see there's no place like home. Also in there, show me the money. And show you know me the where money. that comes from. Lee Steinberg. Jerry Maguire, Jerry Patrick Mahomes' agent. Lee Steinberg. Yeah, that's right. The inspiration for Which, by the way, he told me when this Mahomes Magic Crunch is coming out. Oh, are you breaking some news right now? When is it? Uh, it was broken news, but no one ran with it. It's uh, He came on Friday. Because we remember it was Patty Flakes originally, and so we start talking about it. Mahomes is really into the cereal. <laughs> he wants a low sugar for the kids. You know, he's always looking out for the kids, so he wants oh. a low sugar for the kids. And Mahomes Magic Crunch, according to Lee, which I keep looking for this thing at IV, it's coming out training camp. So okay. as soon as training camp, as soon as training camp happens, the Mahomes Magic Crunch cereal, which I do believe will be the number one cereal. In Kansas City. Is it ketchup flavored? Have we confirmed whether no. or not it's oh, ketchup I flavored? Hope not. Not. I hope not. God, how gross would ketchup cereal be? I'd probably try it still if it's got Mahomes' name on it. I feel like a lot of people in Kansas City <laughs> would. There, there's, a, there's a point right now, I think, in, in KC where this is a guy who just can't do any wrong. And, and if he makes ketchup cereal, I bet you there's plenty of people who try it. Well, he he's, he's has input on it. I'll never forget uh, one time we did a promotion with Gary Sheffield. It was 500 Home Run Club Cigar. Oh. And we had gone out there, and I was doing this you know, live hit or whatever it was from the cigar store with Gary. And I asked him about the cigar, and he's like, no, I put, you know, it's, he, he created the recipe, basically. I mean, he, he was hands-on, not just putting his name on it. And I do feel that Mahomes has done this with the cereal as well. Ended up having a few brewskis with Neil Smith yesterday, and he verified that because he's friends <laughs> with Gary Sheffield. The guy you knows are, everybody. You are knows big everybody. time jaded. No, I'm not. So connected. I'm not big time. I just name drop it left and right. I, I wasn't there with him. I just happened to sit Gary right next Sheffield, to him. Hearing the Neil stories. Smith. Pete and Kent from Arrowhead Pride. These guys are going to be busy. You know why? Two weeks from tomorrow is when the guys show up when Anthony Sherman comes in wearing the crazy stuff. Fifteen days basically till training camp. Ninety days till fans can come watch on the first open practice on the seventeenth. Thirty-three days until the Cincinnati Bengals preseason game. I think we're at twenty-four days until the uh, Hall of Fame games begin. But guys, I keep telling people, man, people don't just don't realize that when you talk about how close training camp is, no one seems to realize it because once summer hits, you think, all right, it's summer break. Then when June hits, Fourth of July is coming fast. Yep. And there it's gone, it's come, it's gone. And now, once 4th of July 
couple weeks for training camp, and boom, you're in it. And I've, as I've always said, Ken, Pete, that uh, the NFL has found a way to make every single month relevant. Look at you after the Super Bowl. <laughs> you became busy on the Senior Bowl. You went yep. down there. The day after, the you Chiefs the eliminated Kent was down there with the Yeah, Bears. I was getting condolences from Patriots fans. It was <laughs> it was very sad and depressing. You the went down there time. and personally scouted players, which we, we yep. appreciated the information. I think you guys even gave me a call from Mobile, Alabama. I have found that, especially this offseason, I've been covering now, I'll be going into my sixth year covering the Chiefs, it hasn't been a blow because you had the, the uh, AFC title game, the Chiefs get eliminated. Pretty soon after that, Bob Sutton's fired. New staff. You're covering who's who's going to get the defensive coordinator job. Spags gets it. He starts filling out his staff. There's news there. There's the NFL draft and all that preparation. We had our KC draft guide, which which we were very, very proud of. Then free agency. Which I do believe Mayock was reading. Yeah. And then you had these on right. Cleveland Farrell, Farrell man. He, all know. Mayock did was go to the national championship game and said, I'm good. I don't have to see another <laughs> game. No. Uh, and then you have, you have, of course. You check those credit cards yet? I, I have it yet. I need, I need to go double-check that. I'll do that M. Dot Mayock. The Chris Jones and the Tyree Kill stories as well that have just carried the offseason. So, really, there hasn't been a break this entire time. And, and, and in a sense, I, I think that's a good thing because this is the most anticipated Chiefs season, what, in two decades, three decades? So, Easily. So, uh, to me, it, it's matching what we're about to expect here. You know, like I think last year you're looking at, you know, I think it was a really anticipated season last year with Mahomes' arrival with his first opportunity to lead this team. But now he's a known commodity. We know what Patrick Mahomes is. We know what he's capable of doing. It's not all so this So does mystery. the world. And so does the world. There's no mystery about him or, you know, what to expect from him. Now we're just we're full on in a, a season where it's could he be a franchise savior? No, he is a franchise savior. This is our first year seeing him uh, be that guy, and, and that, that level of excitement is different than it was. It's, it's a different kind of energy, and I'm really excited to see I how this, this city responds to it. They're melting down in Buffalo, and I figured it's about <laughs> time. I go on with the station in Rochester, and they, I told them they, they, they were laughing at the Mahomes trade. Who cares? Right after it happened. He's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. Thank you. It's Dusty Likens back in the studio, the dirty werewolf. Nerd. My guy who's, who's always um, – I'm shocked he didn't do an open insulting me like he normally likes yeah, to Yeah, I was do. waiting for I was that. waiting for that, too. I was sitting there waiting, waiting. Nobody thinks like it. you do, honestly. <laughs> Hot hands right now. Ned Yost, uh, one time we had him in studio for this MVP luncheon series we had. And I had a mic because I was going to be interviewing Ned during a few of the contests we had. And I put it in my pocket. And Spectre, who happens to be the boss now, said, don't worry about it. It's not turned on. So I go to the bathroom. Oh, no. I'm taking a leak. <laughs> and Ned's hearing the entire thing. <laughs> like, like, Ned's hearing the entire thing. I was like, I'm sorry. But Ned's the type of guy. That That's how you get here, promoted you know? at 6 10 <laughs> No, this is why I'm doing night shows and filling in for rain delays. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ned. I appreciate that. But the NFL's found a way to make this thing twenty or twenty four seven. The news cycle is always going because we have that, then we have the combine, then we have the draft, we have free agency, we have all this mixed in. Then we have the OTAs, then we have the mini camp, which ends in June. Training camp starts in July in the preseason in August. So literally every single month, the twelve months, you guys know this well because you guys are always busy. There's really no downtime, even though Pete found himself in San Diego drinking beer last weekend. <laughs> but there's always there's there's never downtime. And I remember when Therese Paler used to write for the Star, he'd be trying to take vacation, and the Chiefs would do something like cut Macklin or 
so he'd find himself at the right story. I, I'd be honest. Like, every time he went for vacation, the Chiefs would do something. I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. I've been trying to figure out a week to take off this entire offseason, and I'm down to two weeks, and I'm hoping that the Tyreek Hill news of how many games he's suspended comes this week because if you don't take it now, you're not going to have a time because once that Tuesday hits when Anthony Sherman is wearing his, you know, assless chaps or whatever he shows up to, to camp. <laughs> he hasn't done that yet, has he? No, not yet. Um, new okay. season, Pete. Or new, new yeah. season. He wore, that anything, he wore that singlet. Anything can happen uh, on uh, veteran, veteran Report Day with Anthony Sherman. But once that hits, I mean, you blink, and it's Christmas. You blink again, and it's the Super Bowl. Hopefully the Chiefs are in it. And then you're doing your draft guide again. <laughs> yeah, no. There's no there's no downtime. <laughs> Basically, this is the window where, I mean, there's not – I mean – for we're, geeks like me, they love it. So. I'm geeking out, and I, I, I still have a lot to talk about. We're not running out of things to talk about at Arrowhead Pride, no. but this is probably the slowest month-ish it's until the slow, end of the month, this, this three-week period here. Except our most explosive player is still up in the balance, and we'll get to Tyreek at about 6.15. But, yeah, that's that's important. I mean, that, that, Tyreek yeah. is very important to this team, and there, there's some news coming out today and some some rumor and chatter. that and I've said that I'm not 100% sure he's going to be suspended. But we'll get to that at 6.15. But I want to talk to you guys about this. Um, you know, the NBA and, and free agency has been really wild. These stars are into the ball over the place. With the Clippers, with the Nets, they're just dispersing. And this whole this whole Golden State dynasty, you know, people are ready to put dirt on it. Which I do believe they would have been ready to put dirt on the Patriots. Had the Chiefs found a way to beat them in the AFC title game. That's what the storyline yeah. would have been in the offseason. Are the Patriots done? Right. Is Patrick Mahomes the new young gun? Had they taken the Patriots down in that game, Slayed the I giant. do believe that would have been the storyline because it was when they got pasted 42-14 to at Arrowhead Stadium a couple years ago when, when Belichick's talking about on the Cincinnati. There was talk about benching Tom Brady at this point and what's he done since then, added a couple extra rings and another Super Bowl loss. But All right, so the NBA's got all these teams dispersed, and I'm looking at the NBA thinking, man, next year's wide open. I mean, it's wide open when you think about who can win the title and who can't. Then I'm looking at the NFL, and there's five teams that I think have a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. I would take these five teams. You could take the field. Patriots, Chiefs, Rams, Saints, and I add this one even though it's a little controversy here, the Colts. And I'm not one of these. I know people are tired of the Colts' love. I do think it's legitimate because I think what Chris Ballard is doing there is legitimate, the former Chiefs front office guy. Because he, he flipped that offensive line from one year giving up the most sacks to going out and drafting Quentin Nelson and, and, and then, uh, then uh, Braden out of uh, Olathe South from Auburn. Braden Smith. Or Braden Smith. Yep. And, he, and he drafted him out of Auburn. And things changed. They gave up the fewest sacks in the NFL. Andrew Luck was a much better quarterback rating-wise, interception-wise. He, he threw twice as many interceptions on the road than he did at home. That's what scares me if they got home field advantage somehow with their record. Would the Colts, you know, be able to play better at home than on the road? Because he's just a different quarterback on the road. Even though he did go to Houston and win a road playoff game, but he was not the same quarterback when the Chiefs played him. I don't know how many teams you see as legitimate. Who am I missing here? You thinking the Eagles? Are you thinking maybe the Falcons? The Browns, I'm, the Browns to me aren't ready for prime time. They're ready to take steps, yeah, but not the ultimate I, step. I think you, you got to look at this list, and, and I think we in in recent years, yeah, it's been maybe four or five teams. But you look at history. Sometimes teams get in as a wild card. They make it all the way to the Super Bowl. As long as you have a quarterback, I, it's hard for me to rule you out. So 
I look at the Bears, Eagles, Packers, and Chargers. I'm not saying they're likely to win the Super Bowl. Would I be shocked if they end up there? No. And the Browns, again, are, this. I think, this super wild card because you don't know if Baker Mayfield is ready for that step yet. It sort of seemed that way toward the end of last season, but I need to see a little bit more before I say, okay, the Browns can go to the freaking Super Bowl. And I, I really like what the Colts are building over there in Indianapolis. Believe me. They're I, smart. I mean, they keep in the, keep in the free agency the most money. They had $102 million. And, I mean, and they saved a lot of it. They really have done a pretty good job of, of restricting their spending and just making smart, frugal decisions and the right decisions with the right guys. Ex-Chiefs. <laughs> well, that too. Spencer but, Ware and uh, Justin but I look at that team, I look at the team that played in the AFC divisional round in Arrowhead, and that team got exposed. I still think they've done some nice things. They've added some pieces. They've brought Justin Houston in. They've brought Devin Funches in. They had a quality draft with a lot of quality players. I still think that they're still a little bit farther away than we think. I'm not completely buying the Colts yet. I like the other four teams you mentioned. Are you buying the Chargers more than the Colts? I would buy the Chargers more than the Colts okay. at this point, yeah. Is that was difficult for me because Phillip Rivers, to me, is the best quarterback that's right. not won one, but he just can't get it done. i got to make a quick non-point, though, about the Colts and what they're building there. This morning, good, uh, Football Morning in America, NBC Sports, Peter King's on vacation, so he has these guest columnists, and Chris Ballard, who used to be in, in the Chiefs personnel staff, had an outstanding article. If you're a football fan, go on and read it. And I will be honest, I, I, I think early on was not such a big Brett Veach fan. I think as time has passed, he's grown on me. But you read that article this morning, and you just like sit there and you wonder, man, did the Chiefs have the best GM candidate in the building between the three of them? Between it was Dorsey, the same year, too. Veach, he gets hired in January. And, the Veach is in the summer. Right. So, and, and, you just read, and you read it, and, and off the page comes this guy who's passionate about football, has a clear-cut plan, unafraid to talk about things that he feels can make the game better, the, the fanship better about, hey, you know, we like having open practices at training camp. Here's how we build a roster. Here's what we look for. And this guy was in the Chiefs building, and I just wonder, again, you won't know for a couple seasons what he can build, but I, I just wonder, did the Chiefs let the best man walk? And we'll get to more of Chris Ballard at 730 with his comments on Enemy and uh, Enemy and Andy Reid. But here's the thing. And we don't talk about this very often. We had an all-star staff in the front office. Yeah. I mean, we, we, they did? When you have Dorsey and Ballard running the Browns and the Colts that we consider two of the best teams in the AFC or up-and-coming teams, and then Brett Veach and the Kansas City Chiefs, you think about it. All those cats were in our front office. Yeah. They were the ones doing the scouting. Because Dorsey was a very good scouter, and so was, uh, and so was Chris Ballard. I think he was very big on the Marcus Peters deal and that whole thing. I think Ballard he went was to, really I really think he went to, he traveled uh, to Oakland. To but Oakland, uh, yeah. he was very instrumental in that. But the, the bottom line is, you had, and Brett Veach is an excellent scout as well. That's why the Eagles made him the SEC scout. I mean, you don't get put on that conference unless you're good. But they had all three of these guys in the front office. You know, now, now we're down to one. Will that make a difference or not? That's the one thing I wanted to see. Yeah. Because I've been looking at Beach's drafts here lately and, and what's been going on. And I have to think if Ballard and Dorsey were still here. Would it kind of be the same that we're looking at? One thing I wonder about Ballard, and you know, you, you, some of the ways he talked about, you know, his beliefs in, in an open training camp and stuff like that. I wonder how that dynamic with him and Andrew Reid would have worked, though, because it feels like Ballard does have a little bit more control sure. than in a guy like Andy Reid. You know, has Andy Reid has a, has a grip on what happens, you know, at Arrowhead. Yeah, and, he's, he's and the alpha male. Him and Veach are in lockstep, and, and guess what? If that's important. A tie, that's you important. Know, like a right. tie goes to the runner in baseball, the tie goes to the guy with 21 years of experience. Yeah. I mean, if Andy Reid is winning that argument, if it becomes, oh, should we go with what Veach thinks for Reid? But you know what, though? I, I agree with you, and but here's the thing about it. I remember sitting there in the, in, the, uh, in the conference room there when they drafted Breedland Speaks. 
And Andy Reid came to talk about that selection because he only does it with the first selection. He'll come talk about it. And he was talking about Reeland Speaks, and he was talking about how Brett Veach wanted him to watch every play of it. It was like this was – Brett Veach was one of those guys that once he gets started, he won't stop. Right. Like he, he was adamant about Cream Hunt. He wanted him watching Mac film and doing all this and, and, and the whole incident with Reeland Speaks. This is somebody that I feel – Brett Veach personally scouted because he was a scout in that region, in that area, and I have a feeling he's been watching Breland for the last couple of weeks. Coming up next, we'll talk to Pete and Kent about Tyree Kill and uh, Mahomes. Uh, James Palmer had an interesting cut on him from NFL Network. We'll get to Tyreek and some uh, James Palmer on Patrick Mahomes next. Bing at night. Welcome back to Bacon Night. We are a new place tonight. We're down on Main Street, the uh, Alamo Draft House. We give those tickets away all day, the 48 different pair to the Alamo Draft House. So that is where we find ourselves tonight for the show with Kent Swanson and Pete Sweeney. Don't forget to in here with me. Don't forget to tell the people we have a million Six Sense Sports Radio koozies. Koozies, you never, schedules, koozies. you name it. Can never have enough koozies. Are those those birdies you're talking about, the scooters? Are you telling me about scooters? Have it, Bird Rider. Uh, yeah, it's how I travel now. I didn't even I didn't even take a car here. I took, I took a bird. So. <laughs> you took the bird. Yeah. I was just wondering if you guys still did that or not. But, uh, no, Alamo Draft House, great people. And the Protein House uh, is right across the street. The, obviously, our text line is Protein House, even with the purpose text line. They're the ones that introduced me to Bang. The first time it was a Big 12 tournament a couple years ago, they brought some Bangs over. It's before they, you know, they had them at the grocery stores or whatever and quick trips now and everywhere else. You can find Bangs everywhere. <gasps> but I, I just that thought it was the said. greatest – yeah, I just thought it was the greatest thing ever when I tried it. And so I was looking for an energy drink. I was like, hey, you know, because usually I have them when I'm at the studio. I was like, how am I going to do the show without energy You got drinks? a bang and a Red Bull here. And so I went across the street to Protein House because uh, they were the ones that introduced me to it and got the bang. You know, it's resourceful. Is this the bang energy uh, drink text line now? Is that what we're, is that what we're calling no, it? Protein mean, House. I know, first, but it should be the bang text line. promos no, for everyone. Protein House, eat with a purpose text line, 69306. Get involved. Uh, Bink is has two energy drinks, so plenty of energy to answer all your questions. If you have <laughs> and the uh, text line here uh, from the eight one six, Bink just got done uh, shotgunning a beer after mowing the lawn. Now listen, <laughs> is that true? Yes, yeah, it's right here. Bink just got. I mean, this beer chugging thing's uh, kind of taken off. So, hey, I appreciate that. It's your new brand, buddy. It is. Everybody's got to think that Tyree Kill information. Uh, looks like Friday is when we possibly could get the information if you're reading the tea leaves, which they need to do it quick because training camp starts, as we said. In a, in a hand two weeks basically when they show up, but you know more and more of the chatter that uh, the suspension could be nothing, and is Roger Goodell getting soft because he didn't give Ezekiel anything? Is he worried about the next CBA because he did get all that power? They they gave Goodell that power so that uh, and the players are kind of regret that they right. regret giving right. Goodell that much power, but they but he lessened their practice time, fourteen padded practices during the week. Um, the two a days you can't hit in one of them, you can the other one. Which, which back in my day, which they used to do the Oklahoma drill, yeah, and they would uh, practice twice a day, like real two a days, like I'm sure you did in high school. Yeah, and I, I mean did. even my day too, yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, you know, 20. yeah your day, and uh, so they did it. But I, I'm thinking the same thing. You know, I mean that when he sat down with those investigators, he was looking forward to doing. It wasn't a drag for him to do. He's been training. If you look at the videos, a new video out of him training. It's insane what he's doing, the training he's doing. I think he's even worked out with Garrett Dieter and stuff at a at a high school and Garrett stuff. Garrett Dieter, yeah. It, it seems from the different videos that you see across social media, the Snapchat, Instagram, these guys have been working out together uh, this offseason since uh, the offseason program ended. 
People forget, as of right now, I mean, it still stands. As of right now, this moment, he's not allowed to partake in team activities. We haven't heard anything uh, since. I, I, it sounds like the Chiefs are waiting to hear uh, this decision come down from the NFL. Again, there are rumors out there. Nothing really confirmed yet. I, I still stand, and I don't think the, the suspension is going to be nearly as extensive as we initially thought. I can't see how it's zero games, but I, but you know what? I, I wouldn't rule it out at this point. The guy's in the know, I, and again, Therese Paler, Yahoo Sports, comes on the station a lot. He knows a lot of people in the NFL. He has maintained that there's a possibility that Tyreek gets zero games, and so how could, how could you ignore that? And I subscribe to that. There was the comments that he made, but again, as I've always said, what was the context of a made? Hey, I've got information against you that'll prove that you know, I didn't do anything wrong, thing wrong, and we've seen the text messages that yep. have been out, and, you know, it's self-incriminating on her, not him, and he never admitted guilt, whatever it was done, and here's the thing. If it was bad, and if it was bogus, and I know the Chiefs have talked about maybe a contract extension with him afterwards, that cost him some cash. I mean, he's a fifth-round pick that you can make an argument is the most electric player in the National Football League, making chump change compared to what other, I mean, making far less than the punter. Right. And a kicker for how good of a player and a game changer that Tyreek Hill is. And, you know, if, if, if everything's proven okay and he comes out, he should get that money. And, you know, because it was – like I've seen players being accused of things and lose endorsements, and they didn't end up doing anything. Reuben Foster comes to mind. He's in Frisco. He supposedly, you know, hit somebody eight to ten times, a girl. And then it turns out she lied and said that she wanted to bring him down. And so, but still, that that was painted. That picture was painted in people's minds, and it did cost him money. I hope this isn't with Tyree Kill. But I'll say this: it is a major storyline because he is a major player with the Chiefs. That is really the only. There's not not, not contract negotiations or whole. I guess Chris Jones, you could say, is a bit of an issue going to training camp. Andy Reid does not like issues, and I don't blame him. But the Tyree Kill thing is big, and I do think it changed their draft. I do. I think it totally flipped their draft. I think that uh, Veach and, and Spag spent a lot of time, as you've heard, and they even said it, looking at defensive backs. Sure. And they might have gone defensive back, boom, boom, one and two. They even said though, so on even their though, show. Even though Rocky Sin and all these guys were picked early yeah. in the second round, they picked, corners went 33 and 34. I don't think the Chiefs had the ammo to move up to, to, to get that, but I do think it – might have curtailed their draft a bit. I don't disagree. I think I think it had to have played a factor. I mean, if you think about it, and the thing that you know is kind of looming over his head potentially when it comes to suspension, he seems to be clear from a legal standpoint. That audio is what caused the team to ask him to step away. That was the first time I'd heard really a quote. We're deeply disturbed. Right before the draft, Andy Reid, Brett Veach, and Clark Hunt saying they're deeply disturbed by the audio. That's really the thing that is that is right. his issue when it comes to some of the suspension side of this stuff. But I think they had to let that play into play into uh, their their decision making process on the draft because Michael Hardman seemed like a direct replacement to Tyreek Hill. They have bigger issues besides a speedy number three receiver type player that can stretch the field vertically. They had that with Tyree Kill. It seems like there. It seemed way too coincidental for them to be not making a move. To That's try why to guys like him. Cody Thompson that could do everything and go across the middle. That's why I think he seems because they, they don't have that fit for. If you don't know who I'm talking, I'm talking about an undrafted guy from Toledo that absolutely killed it when he was at Toledo. Matter of fact, he was a teammate of Cream Hunt. That's all you know. And listen. I, I and mean, the great Michael Roberts. <laughs> right. That's right. Your boy, Michael Roberts. Uh, I think the, the thing that, that you remember about draft night, too, is in Brett Veach's words, and, and granted, 
there's a lot of coach speak and GM speak, so you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But something that he said was we were learning this like everybody else, and if you believe him and what he was saying, and that was true, then of course it had to affect their draft plan, and that's maybe why McCole Hardman is here. Again, we'll never know in an alternate universe what would have happened had this not come down. And I think to, to an extent, too, Bink, and I, I, we've gone back and forth with this in the past, I don't think we'll ever know 100% happened, what, what happened between Tyreek and his fiance. There is going to be a level, I, I think, no matter what, and how this is resolved, whether it be zero games, two games, four games, whatever it ends up being, there's going to be a level of awkwardness at, at training camp. Like, again, I think initially after Tyreek Hill was drafted. They, Maybe by the media, but not the players. Not the players. They've really rallied not at all. Not yeah. at all the players, but I'm saying as a media member, maybe as a fan, I think there's certainly going to be some fans out there that will kind of reset to 2016. And, again, he may not be guilty of anything, but because of this ordeal and how public it was, it's just going to have that awkwardness you're going to have to wear off again. We, I, I get this. I know this business. First explosive five, touchdown at Arrowhead Stadium will change games, that. 100%. Five or six games in, Tyreek Hill has, like, what, four touchdowns, yeah. 100 yards each game. I don't know if there's a lot of people in Kansas City who really give a damn about this situation. Right. That's Tyreek Hill, the news there. Patrick Mahomes, he's on Jimmy Kimmel tonight, as Pete has let me know. He's, I think you have a story on ArrowheadPride.com about that. Great plug. Yes, we definitely do. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel tonight, I think it's 1035. Uh, what I noticed is that Tracy Morgan is also on the show. He happens to be the host of the ESPYs. Oh, I'm boy. doing a little bit of uh, uh, connect the dots. Okay. I'm doing a little bit of sleuth work. If you're going to have the host of the ESPYs on, Gwen Stefani is enough for any award. She's also on the show. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to take home the best NFL athlete, and he's going to take home the best male athlete. He's, they're not going to have the runner-up on the show, so right. it, it's a plug for I don't see Giannis Antetokounmpo going on the show. Correct. No, it's That's Patrick Levon Mahomes. 100%. Disclaimer, I hate the ESPYs. I don't like award shows. Well, you better like it this year. I don't like it. I think it's I, I, I just, it's Bink, just not my thing. I'm, award I'm, shows are my thing. I'm with you. I will say, you know, Late 2010. Or I mean, it's two, a freaking ESPY. The I mean, late 2000s ESPYs were great. They were fun. Yeah. Uh, I think when Justin Timberlake hosted, it was awesome. I got divorced because of the ESPYs because one time they had on Valentine's Day, <laughs> but I digress. Go ahead. But Patrick Mahomes being on the ESPYs, having a very real presence on the ESPYs, you bet Kansas City's going to be watching it. I'm going to be watching it. They watched it. the Pro Bowl because of him. I, it, it's, 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 we're probably going to watch Jimmy Kimmel tonight. The, the ratings oh, for that, Kansas City for insane. Jimmy Campbell are, are going to be higher than they normally are. I'm going to watch it tonight, probably. Uh, no doubt, Kent. You're, you are the ultimate Mahomes guy. Uh, James Palmer had an interesting thing to say about from NFL Network about Mahomes. I want you guys to hear this. And tell me if this doesn't get you excited. Tell me if this doesn't get you excited for training camp. Uh, Dusty, it's in that uh, folder there. But here's James Palmer from NFL Network. Now, this offseason, Mahomes actually had to restrain himself from working out too much or throwing too much because of the agony he felt after losing the AFC Championship game. He self-scouted this offseason and felt like oftentimes he made the elaborate play or bought time when he could have made the easy completion for a first down. This offseason, he's spending time finding a balance between the two. But at the same time, him and Andy Reid are taking things to another level. <laughs> when you hear that, when you hear next level, with Reed Mahomes, because I'm telling you, this seems like a different Andy Reed this year. He just seems extremely, extremely happy because he's got his quarterback. We're taking things to the next level. But I know we've seen Mahomes at the Stanley Cup and doing all this, but we also saw him during a tornado warning reading his playbook. Right. <laughs> well, I, think I, I totally agree with some of that self-scouting stuff. That's stuff we wrote about this year on Arrowhead Pride. And even before the season, there's a fine line between madness and brilliance with him. You've got to find that line to balance when to use your superpowers or when to take the easy play. And if he gets better and better at that, 
it's going to be scary. If he, if he keeps developing, you know, identifying blitzes and pressures and that, th those two things could take this thing to a whole other level. Most touchdowns against pressure last year, uh, uh, tied for first with deep ball touchdowns. It's uh, unbelievable what he did. But coming up next, the defense doesn't get it. We talked about this before the show started. This defense gets no – this defense is right in Dangerfield. That's who our defense is. No respect. Then nobody knows what we no got. Respect. Nobody knows we got spec knowledge. No respect. No respect. So we talk about that next. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And welcome back to the Alamo Draft House down on Maine, right off the power and light. Pete Sweeney, Editor-in-Chief, ArrowheadPride.com is with me as he is quite a bit, to be honest with you. And we get the pleasure of Kent Swanson and his hair. Uh, draft guru and nice <laughs> hair, hair down here as well. So come in, say hi to us. Everybody's walking in here at the Alamo Draft House is smiling. They're in a good mood. Yeah, they're about to see a movie. You can get but beer come and popcorn yeah. delivered to you while you're in the theater. That, that to me, is like your dream. Theaters are game changers. You can watch a movie and they game deliver changers. you beer. Here was one of the big reasons I didn't go to a lot of movies. Because I always typically go out for a few beers or something before the movie. There it goes. And he forgets the movie. <laughs> no. I, I, I had tickets to this. You know, I'd be having fun and I'd be like, and I'm going to cut it off for a couple hours and go watch a stupid movie and previews. <laughs> yeah. So now you can go here. You can drink your beer. You can eat your food. You can do all sorts of things. They have all sorts of specials coming up this weekend as well. Dusty Likens, Dirty Werewolf, producing the operation. Hey, ass face. Yeah, appreciate that, Dusty, man. So – the Rodney Dangerfield effect with this defense it is something I've been harping on a lot because it drives me crazy because almost every write-up, you guys read all the write-ups. Yeah. Because if anybody does anything Chiefs, I mean, it's a simple Google search you do in the morning. Kansas City Chiefs, I want to see what people are saying about them. It's what we are in Kansas City. We like to know what people are saying about us. Or you could go to Arrow Headlines, you know, whatever you want to do. Go to Arrowhead Pride. I do go to ArrowheadPride.com. It's one of my morning go-tos. <laughs> 
find out what's going on because if something's going on, you have seen it, Pete. That's right. And you have put it on That's right. arrowheadpride.com. <laughs> now, I don't know if you put this one. Actually, you did put this story on here because I saw you guys have this later. I John Dixon put this one up uh, okay. later, but I found it. And uh, I'm not saying I found it before him. I just happened to. <laughs> you've been, you've been name-dropping tonight. You've been flexing <laughs> on people. It's the Bink Show. Oh, we'll get the Whit Merrifield. I'll flex on that again. Uh, but uh, why did the defense get any respect? Is what they did is this this author Adam Shine. He looks at the top nine offensive impact players and defensive impact players, and he makes it noted in there. He's not putting quarterbacks in there because clearly Patrick Mahomes and, and Rodgers it would be filled with quarterbacks right. and Breeze. But take the quarterbacks out of it. He said again. Read the sentence again. I'm taking quarterbacks out of this list. He has Travis Kelsey at number nine. He says, yes, Patrick Mahomes is amazing, who makes everyone better, but Kareem Hunt is gone. Who knows what's next for Tyree Kill? Kelsey is the best pass-catching tight end in the game today. Even the mighty Mahomes would have issues adjusting the life without his tight end's amazing hands. I'm not 100% sure on this because he disperses the ball everywhere. But the last paragraph that I have highlighted here, Kansas City's Chiefs defense remains a huge question mark. So the Chiefs will have to keep scoring points in bunches. In Kelsey, who set a career high in catches, 103 yards, 13-36. And touchdowns, 10, is absolutely critical to this attack. I could not disagree more. <laughs> Sorry, Adam Shine, but the defense <laughs> will, will surprise you. The defense, the Chiefs defense, to me, will be the story as we migrate and matriculate. <clears throat> use the Chiefs term, matriculate, uh, Hank Stram term. Uh, through this, and we'll be talking about this defense being better because I don't. I see people on TV, the Talking Heads, and NFL Network, whatever, talking about the Chiefs. Yeah, this defense. Is, well, the defense was so bad; right. it was one play away from getting you to the Super Bowl. You bring in Steve Spagnola. I don't think people realize that Matthew, the Honey Badger, is going to be a better than Eric Berry because you couldn't even get Eric Berry on the field. Frank Clark is the relentless pass rusher that I do believe is tougher against the run, tougher in a lot of different areas than a guy like D. Ford even. And I know some people are high on D. Ford. I'm high on Frank Clark. But I'm looking at the scheme change, and it's kind of fits It fits Anthony Hitchens better, being this 4-3 scheme. And I, I do believe with Okafor and Ogba, they will create some kind of a pass rush. Even those guys got to get better at their pass rush, but they're very good against the run. The Browns gave up like a yard more per carry when Ogba wasn't playing. But I'm looking at the stuff and saying – you're forgetting the storyline. The storyline is a new defensive staff. I mean, everybody was moved out. Right. You bring in Madhouse, a rising star. The defense has three guys, in my opinion, that can be defensive coordinators or head coaches in the National Football League. And that's nothing we've said because we've seen Doug Peterson on offense, Matt Nagy, soon to be Eric Bieniemy, being a head coach in this league and moving on. But we have not seen this with this defense. That is the storyline that doesn't get talked about, that is the Rodney Dangerfield of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, yeah, and I, I think people just don't realize how, how, how little competency the defensive side of the football needs to be a Super Bowl team. Because there's really not very much – there's not w very far to go from where they were. They, they were awful. They were one of the worst defenses in football last year. There's nowhere to go but up. No, and, no. and they've gotten a lot of talent. They've got a lot of talent that makes sense with what Steve Spagnuolo likes in his, his personnel. System fits. They've got a, a exceptional amounts of organization at this point because they've got such a quality staff that they've put together, to your point, Bink. They've got great – we talked about defensive coordinator candidates. A dark horse for defensive coordinator before they hired Spagnuolo was uh, Matt House. 
uh, the linebackers coach now for this staff. They've done linebacker so- coach in the NFL. That was one of the top defensive coordinators in college, in football. college football at Kentucky, a basketball school, was sixth in the nation in scoring defense. They kept Missouri to one first down in the second half with the mighty Drew Locke. And they churned out a bunch of NFL prospects under his watch. I mean, Aaron Donald. There's, there's, How about that guy? He's pretty good, huh? He's all right too. But like, you look at this. You look at the dynamics here, and you've got. Uh, a, a, a coach that's familiar with the college game in Matt House. So saw these spread college concepts. Not only that, concepts. he recruited a lot of Kentucky's players that were drafted because they had a bunch. Right, and they're getting integrated into – all these spread concepts are getting integrated in the NFL. So you've got that element there. You've got uh, Brennan Daly who helped develop the pass rush plan that slowed down Patrick Mahomes long enough for the Patriots to win that and game at three rings, and he was instrumental. Oh, in yeah, game. and three rings. And then Spagnolo, who's familiar – with with Andy Reid, who has the guts and the gumption to stand up and 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 lead a entire side of the football, which is what Andy Reid wants. He doesn't want to be playing defense. Dave Merritt, to, Sam Madison. We're not sure what Sam Madison is going to bring, but I, I love mean, his intensity when he plays. The staff, the personnel, everything is different, and it doesn't need to be a top ten defense. If they are, great. Nope. But competent defense wins you a Super Bowl. I know. It, it, it certainly, I, I think now, as we are two or three weeks ahead of training camp, it's bold prediction season. Last year, I told you that Tyreek Hill is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. That you did. I said he'd put up Antonio Brown numbers. Antonio Talk Brown, about patting yourself on the back here. 1,297 <laughs> yards. Tyreek Hill, 1,479 yards. Pete. Now, Patrick Mahomes is going to get better. We've heard about the improvements. We just talked about that last segment. This defense should not be 31 in the league. No. Right? It's going to be at least, I would say, 15, maybe even higher than that, in my opinion, based upon what I've seen. Frank Clark looks like an absolute monster. Tyron, Tyron Matthew will not let this defense be bad. I, right. It's just his attitude. It's, it's a non-option. It's a non-option. So you have Mahomes getting better. It doesn't look like Tyree Kill's going to miss a ton of games, right? This team's going to flirt with a perfect record. I've, I've said it once. I've, I'll, I'll said it on Peter. TV, actually. If Chad, if Chad Henney. We sat can, here and did the schedule in the release party, and we both had him 13-3. and three. Listen to me. He goes on TV Raw and reaction. he's got him 16 Raw reaction. I, I, I've had time to evaluate. I, that was before OTAs, and I got schedule, to see Frank Clark. They're playing some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They're playing Brady. They're playing Rodgers. They're playing everybody but Drew Did you Brees. see Patrick Mahomes last year? Did you I, watch I'm just saying. Is that? They are playing the top five quarterbacks. They're going to flirt with a perfect record. They're not going to be in games where it's 50 points. Five of the top six points. quarterbacks, Kent. Watch. You're high. Chad Henney, if Chad Henney <laughs> can win weeks 16 and 17, this team will go perfect. You're not giving Foles credit in week one? You worried about that? I, no, I'm not scared Foles. of the Jacks. Listen I'm not scared me. of the Jacks. Listen to me. My guy turned into a pumpkin a long time ago, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. He's got his new connection with Chris Conley. Conley. Conley said after he was signed by Jacksonville, yeah, I wanted to reunite with Nick Foles. You were with Pat freaking Mahomes. <laughs> Obviously the Chiefs didn't want you back, brother. I don't think Chad Henney can win two weeks, just so you know. I feel like if, if they do let Pat Mahomes sit for two weeks, which I think they'd probably just let him sit one, I think whatever game Chad Henney plays, they lose. What do you think the Chiefs it. could finish with Chad Henney as quarterback? Uh, Nine and seven, we, ten and six? I would say Pete? six and ten. Is there 16 and 0? Six and ten, this five is, and 11. This is Andy Reid, nine and seven. Oh, yeah, they've done six and ten Have with you? Andy Reid. Okay. No way. Nick Andy Reid would find is, a way to win. Nick Foles is better than Chad Henney. And it's not yeah, particularly close. Maybe the, maybe the Chiefs go zero and two, and all of a sudden you got John Lovett slinging the ball oh back. You like John Lovett? I'd be here. I you know what? He's that, an H back from Princeton. Maybe you get Chase Litton. Ooh, it's Litton. The consolation. Work, he's working out hard. You see those pipes? I mean, we're talking about Mahomes. He's, he's been working out too. He's he's looking good. But that's what Peter, she said. you uh, whatever you're drinking, I'll have some. 
I am not. What kind Ken, of Kool-Aid? Ken, Ken you what's can in that bottle? You've been around Aaron Price. This is what I'm saying. You can attest. How, how often do I get in trouble for drink or not drinking the Kool-Aid? Not. You, you are. Frequently. You're very, this is not yeah. me talking and saying, hey, listen, I'm trying to you know, make waves. This is a real thing. Patrick Mahomes is improving. The defense should be good. How is this anyone going to beat this team? And they're angry. You're Tom Brady. And they're angry. They got the, I mean, they're like the Royals when they came back. And listen, they lost I'm the with series. you, but they I also good. value the quarterbacks they're playing. I do. Outside of Drew Brees, I look at you know five of the top six, and you're playing Rivers twice. I mean, they, Rodgers, Brady, and they're playing good quarterbacks this year. When we come back, I do want to ask Kent this question because he is the Mahomes film expert. Mahomes probably be on the field more because his defense will make stops. Numbers up, numbers down. Ask Kent Swanson that question next. Bing at night. And welcome back to the Alamo Draft House on Maine, right outside the Power and Light District. Jay Binkley here with the one and only Pete Swingy, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, and Kent Swanson. Mahomes film analyst, but I'm not going to pigeonhole him into that because he's also <laughs> a draft you, analyst. He does a lot of other stuff. The Mahomes thing is easy. Everybody, you just watch him, say he's great. Yeah. And, but you had to find things he did wrong. We got is, the easiest job, though. Still. But, but, but seriously, finding things he did wrong was yeah. incredibly difficult. And you had these three part series each week on Pat Mahomes, which is incredible and very enjoyable uh, to read. All your stuff has been great. And the, the, uh, the thing I liked was the uh, chalkboard talk you did on Thursday nights. I forgot, what would you call that? Uh, it was 45 seconds. 45 seconds. Breaking down one play. But it was more than 45 seconds. Yeah, there's a – Usually they ran like a minute 10. There's a reason there. We're going to – I think I'm going to try to rebrand this year. But I always played it on the show. I, I liked it. Appreciate I liked it, it a lot, so I uh, enjoyed that. But my question to you is, with an improved defense, you know, I get this question a lot. Mahomes numbers. And will he regress or not? That was the, the big thing early. But I'm looking at this defense, and they're throwing wrinkles at even Mahomes, and he's admitted it. And that's music to the ears because he played against a defense that, you know, he used to be a quarterback, Kent. You might have uh, been able to light them up. And that's the big thing. Was he was he good because of the bad defense that he played? He clearly proved he was good instead of that. But for new faces in a new scheme and without Chris Jones and they're throwing wrinkles in, this only makes Mahomes better. Now, if they get the stops that we think they're going to do, time of possession was a big deal for the Chiefs last year. Patriots had the ball more the first half and the Chiefs did the entire game. Now, does that translate into more yardage and touchdown from Holmes, or do the do the Chiefs rely on Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde and Darwin Thompson? Do they try to eat more of the clock, save Mahomes a little bit by pounding the rock, playing good defense? That's the question. He's gonna be on the field more. Yeah. So he's gonna be on the field more than he was last year. But I went back and looked at this, right? Uh Pete was with me. He never had a defense at Texas Tech. We hang out all the time. He, he, never, hung, he never had a defense at Texas Tech. He didn't have one in college. Yeah. So I was like, all right, what, what happened to high school? Let's go back to high school, White House. And I was looking at the playoffs. He scored 60 one night and 50, and they still lost. That all? <laughs> so I'm sitting, I mean, I'm sitting so there he's never had a defense. I don't think the guy's ever had a defense, yeah. and here he's finally got one. Well, you know, there's, I've had the same conversation a lot this offseason because there is, you know, the defense should be improved. And, you know, it seems like most of the weapons, if not all the weapons, will be at full force this season. So there is that, you know, you, you kind of got to try to figure through and kind of sort through that. But I look at it and I say, look at Andy, Andy Reid's history and look at, you know, how he approaches the game. Um, he doesn't – he tries to light up the scoreboard as much as he needs to. He's a guy that has a full arsenal, but he's trying to maintain and hold that through the season to carry them through a full regular season and into the playoffs. You know, he's got this big creative book, but he doesn't want to show as much as he needs to. So 
Is he going to do some of his tendencies where he kind of sits on the ball, gets a little bit more vanilla, maybe gives defenses something that they're not going to run next week but wants to have them prepare for? Those kind of things. Those are the kind of games that Andy Reid likes to play. I feel like if the defense is better, I feel like they're, they're maybe going to sit on the ball a little bit. They're going to probably lean on the run game a little bit more. They maybe not try to throw too many wrinkles at these guys in a game that they're so clearly So basically hold ahead. some things back yeah. that you can I, use later and on. And he tries to do that, and he does that anyway, but Patrick Mahomes just rose above it, and the defense was so bad that they weren't able to do that as much. So I think that's the dynamic that you've kind of got to figure out, and I kind of think they're probably going to sit on the ball a little bit in the, half, in the, in the second half if they're in a close game. I, you know, Reed's been such a good coach in this league, you know, going to five NFC title games, going to the Super Bowl, and he makes the most out of his talent. He takes a team that was first on the clock in the draft, 2-14. and 14. Next season, they're 9-0 and 0. with a lot of the same pieces. He just It's just like high school football. Yeah. I've talked about that. Why is one school in the district always good and some of the bad? It's not like the water's better in the other areas. It's just better coaching. Yep. But I, I, Reed seems to really be enjoying himself now because of the things that he can do with Mahomes. I've told Pete the story about Bill Walsh from his book. He'd be at the restaurant with his wife, and he'd write plays out on a napkin. Mm-hmm. That seems like Reed. Like, he's got somebody, and he went back to Texas Tech yeah. with the plays. Even Gary Patterson at TCU before he played Texas Tech this year was watching the Chiefs to prepare for Texas Tech. But uh, it just seems like he's finally got the guy, and he's creating special things for Mahomes. I really believe that Andy, and I've told Pete this, I, it seems like Andy Reed's having more fun now than I've ever seen the guy have fun. Brett Veach had this little anecdote, and I brought it up on the show before, but it was before the draft, and he said he walked into Andy Reid's office, and he's got an index card, a uh, pile full of pat plays, what he's yeah. calling pat plays. Yep. So that's, of course, an Andy Reid joke. He's actually a funny guy. He probably just sits uh, around all day making them. I, says, I believe it. You know, here, I got my pat plays. But, like, that is what he's been thinking about all sure. offseason. And they had that Sunday Night Football graphic where – You've seen it now a bunch where it's like Andy Reid, the beautiful mind scene. But if you've ever seen that movie with Russell Crowe and and you see all the numbers, I think Andy Reid has had all these type of plays and ideas in his head for so long. Nothing against Donovan McNabb, nothing against Michael Vick or Alex Smith, but Pat can do things that not only they can't, but maybe no one else ever. Like If you take the last season in a vacuum, no one else ever could perform like Pat can. And that has now unlocked Andy to literally do whatever he wants to do on the offensive side of the football. Unlock is the right word because now the capabilities of what he's able to ask players to do is different. I do agree. Like you know, he, Andy's got a lot to work with now more than he ever has. I but he does show a tendency as you know as the game gets into a management. You know, towards the end, you can manage it a little bit. Holding on to those plays for the right moments when the season matters, when, it, when, it, when it's the playoffs, when it, you know late in the season, being able to have more that defenses haven't seen. I think about the Patriots game uh, in the AFC Championship game. They ran some unique plays on the rub routes. They got Sammy Watkins wide open on that rub play. Yeah, the second half, they just totally adjusted. Damien Williams, they had all these things you hadn't seen them do. I saw a couple of the things that they did in the AFC Championship game in, the, in training camp that I hadn't seen them run all season. They were, they were managing the, the workload of a season. They were trying to build up and pace themselves so that they don't have too much on tape for those moments. And I think that's something that could really benefit this team is having less exposure to all the things that they're able to do in such a short amount of time. And, Kate, you brought this up initially to me. The idea that Brendan Daly was a guy who found a way to get to Pat. You know, you saw in that first half of the AFC title game, no points. And now he's with the Chiefs and can kind of tell him, hey, this is what we saw in you. Improve this. Right. Like that, to me, is going to be huge. And it's a little bit underrated of a point. 
Well, it's uh, the first hour. Kent, I know that uh, your, your parking meter's running. You're more than welcome <laughs> to stay around. Nah, you are more than welcome to stay around. I know you have a family. Go see my kiddo. All right, you go do that. Pete Sweeney's here with me. This is Jay Binkley. Alamo Draft House down on Maine in the Power and Light District. Bing at night. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.